Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so John, on to Texans training camp. Before we get to the padded practices that have started up early this week, um, early thoughts on the first two practices, Friday and uh, and Saturday. What did you see out there? bunch of patty caking going on because they weren't wearing pads. Truthfully, I don't pay that much attention to them when they're not wearing pads because the linemen can't hit. Mm-hmm. The, the running backs can't bang with pads. So really, we're seeing wide receivers and defensive backs. Yeah. And one of the things that, that – that Brandon Cooks has been so good at. He's wearing out Derek Stingley Jr. in practice, and that's good. Staying afterward with him, that's good. Stingley, everybody says, is an incredibly hard worker. I know Jalen Petrie is too, and they're going to be two of the new starters in secondary along with cornerback Steven Nelson. And and Mills, you know, Mills was good on short and intermediate one day, over three receivers the next, had a lot of check, check downs the second day, which I don't think is bad because he's going to have a lot of those during the season. And uh, But seeing the pads on when guys are going up, and you know, they don't take each other to the ground, but there's a lot of people on the ground because of guys going up for balls, and, and it's just so much more interesting when they're fully padded. Yeah. You used to go to, I mean, you've talked about this before. I mean, you you went to training camps back in the days with the Oilers where it was two-a-days and there were six preseason games and things like that. I would imagine those practices were like being at, at games almost, you know, with the were the practices, I mean, because these practices, like you said, even the padded practices like we've been at this week, um, there's, there's more hitting going on, but nobody's going to the ground. Nobody's drilling anybody. Boy, if somebody hits somebody over the middle at all, there's a, you know, sort of an, ooh, and ah, like, whoa, that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, I mean, those practices back in the day had to be like, you, you had a, it's like you had a ticket to a quasi game. I would imagine the way you describe it. Sean, my first camp in 77, because they played six preseason games, they'd have eight weeks of camp. Rookies would come in a week earlier and the coaches knew that players didn't work out all offseason like they do now. Their training facilities were awful. There's no nothing for them to go, no reason for them to go spend every day there in the offseason. Here at NRG Stadium, they can get three meals a day. They've got every kind of machine you want, every kind of weight, and guys are in shape all year round because they know, number one, they need to be. Number two, their careers can last longer and they can make more money. And back then, players had to have second jobs in the offseason, so they didn't start running until June. And so coaches always thought the way you get them in shape is you put on the pads the first day and you have full pads, full contacts, double days. Mm. And that's the way you get those guys in shape. And it was 
It was brutal. Today, they probably get put in jail for having a practice <laughs> like that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Um, before we get to the padded practices, John, I, I, you know, my big takeaways from the first couple of days of training camp were more with things that were said as opposed to things we saw out on the field. It was our first chance to really talk to Lovey Smith about some of the guys on the team. Um, and he is, he is, um, he is really, really fond of Davis Mills said that if Davis Mills, there's going to come a time where everybody's voting for captains. I thought it was funny that Lovey said, I get one vote. I'm like, okay, well, like your vote doesn't count for 50 votes if it needs to. But he said right now, if he were voting for captains on offense, Davis Mills would be his vote. He said that publicly at the press. What if he doesn't get it? What? Yeah, I know. Right. Players don't vote for him. Then Lovey's like, oh, well, that's what I, I think. That's where Lovey will invoke his uh, his clause. I think he'll just executive go get, privilege. Executive privilege. He'll just go all. Uh, he'll just go all. Uh, you know, Iron Throne on everybody, and just uh, he'll become the king of the Texans. But at any rate, what he said is significant, though. Think about the Davis Mills we saw in training camp a year ago. This time, John, and now you've got the head coach of the Texans talking about how he's the, you know, the uh, the unquestioned leader of the offense. That's a pretty big jump in one year for a guy. He wasn't ready to play last year because he played so little at Stanford and he had to be force fed in the lineup when Tyrod Taylor got hurt in that second game at Cleveland and he struggled big time. Then when he came back after they put in Tyrod, he was a different quarterback down the stretch because he watched and he learned and he absorbed it. And one of the reasons Pat Hamilton came back besides having a lot of offers to leave was because he believes in uh, Mills, Lovey told me after the season how much Pep liked Mills and his potential. And one of the things that I noticed after that first day was different players, especially Brandon Cooks. They were talking about his improvement, but they weren't talking about the football. They're talking about uh, the way he would point out things to to players. He wasn't afraid to tell players do something this way or that way. That he's becoming a leader of the offense. And I think we see him, and he is pretty much uh, boring. And I'm guessing he's not, but I think he knows that's what Nick Casario wants. And so he works hard to do that. But everybody likes him. You know, we don't know if he's going to be the guy this time next year. They hope he is. And if he is, my goodness, all those picks that Casario has stockpiled could be used on other players. But – I look for big things out of him this season. The key is you're spinning your wheels. If you have a second-year quarterback who you're trying to develop and he has no running game, Mm -hmm. again, if he has a running game, that'll help him more than anything, not to mention helping the defense. But it all starts up front. And if they could take some pressure off him and be able to be just mediocre, running the ball instead of pathetic, that was going to help him immensely. So I'm I'm fired up to see that first game against Indianapolis. The young Davis Mills yeah. versus the old Matt Ryan. Yeah, I am too. I, I think that that game, that, that the game, the spread on that game is eight points. Just and not that we're a gambling podcast or anything, but just a little advice out there for the listeners. I the fact that the Texans are getting more than a touchdown at home against the Colts in that week one. I really like the Texans getting the points. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I think they'll be competitive in that football game.